Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski along with Mike Kapler. Thanks for coming along, uh, starting us uh, or joining us in this brand new year. 2024, at least that's when this will be uh, broadcast for the very first time in stereo, um, so you can hear our <laughs> our lovely voices in stereo. <laughs> uh, nobody needs this really in stereo unless you like listening to the music at the beginning and the end, <laughs> but it's what we do anyway. And I know on a lot of uh, podcasting apps, you can just hit the plus 30 or go 30, 30 seconds into the future and just skip the intro and outro if you want to. Because at one point, somebody I remember somebody asked me, uh, do you have your podcast available without that music at the beginning and the ending? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not how we make them available. But And, and I understand it. I mean, it, it, this was a person who was listening binging them so to speak you know one after the other after the other after the other and i can understand how you know the intro and outro you kind of okay you know what it says and you just want to get to the content so i can understand that but uh, it's just something that you do you know you have an intro and an outro to a show and like i said it's simple with a, a app you can just fast forward real quickly if you don't want to hear that but i don't know why i got into that it has nothing to do with what we're going to be talking <laughs> about but so he was one of those bingers. Yes, he was one of those bingers. One of those bingers. <laughs> yeah, somebody else had said um, they were listening. They had started back at the beginning, and I think he was into the one 100s. Um, this was a few weeks ago. Somebody mentioned this to me in an email. And uh, now that there's, you know, 900 and some, that's that's a long way to go to listen all the way through. We used to tell, you know, go back and listen from the beginning. Now it's like, maybe go back to the 600 or 700. I don't know. Because that's an awful lot of stuff to listen to. <laughs> it, it's a lot. And we cover a lot of things in a lot of different ways. Some of them will be repeated information. Some of it will, I think, display some of our growth. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. We've mentioned it before. It's a pretty consistent podcast. Our messages remain pretty consistent. But there are some things that we've grown in our understanding of that we spend more time talking about or maybe talk about different than what we used to. That's part of the process here, right? I mean, you know, you don't just get to the place where you know everything and then you just keep talking about those things. Um, you, you grow in your understanding of them. So I think that going back that far, Joel, to those early programs – I might cringe a little bit from time to time. On the other hand, it might bring some reminders to me of what we were growing in at that time that sure. would be refreshing to me. Yeah. So it might be a little bit of both there. <laughs> it might yeah. Be, might be a little mixed. I might have some mixed emotions about that. Yeah. I wonder if James ever went through that. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> 20, 30 years later, he went back and wrote his read his epistle and said, I can't believe I said that. I'm just kidding. I'm just well, but the, there's, there's an, I know you're kidding, but there's an element of truth to that. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying in his case necessarily that it's going to be the same thing as what I'm about to say. But I remember somebody telling me once I was standing near a pastor 
that I had learned a lot under years ago in my early days of grace. And somebody asked him if he would ever consider writing a book because his preaching was so good, his teaching was so different compared to what most churches were talking about. And I think he made the comment that he hesitates to even do it because once you write it, <laughs> it's there. There it is. I mean, it's there. Uh, and, and if you have a, a change of, of mindset about certain things, it's kind of hard to, to go back and, and change that. So I, I get that, but there's also an, an element of, of just growing. And if, if you have uh, come to some different conclusions over the years, because God has helped you to understand things better, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, we all go through this growth process. We, our series that we had just wrapped up last week, we showed some of that progress that the early uh, believers had in, in the early church. They didn't just suddenly all know it all and understand everything. There was a, a, a growth process. There was a time period that went by, and sometimes um, they grew in their understanding, like with Peter's vision, and of course uh, Paul receiving his revelation of the gospel directly from God, and and even then, you know, there was there was a period of growth, and there are times when I have we talked about we've talked a lot about the law of Moses over the years on this podcast, and I used to say things like, um, and this isn't necessarily what we're getting into today, but I used to say things like, "We're dead to the law uh, as believers; we're we've died to the law," and. In my understanding, I've kind of grown away from that understanding because I realized as Gentiles, as people who never had the law in the first place, it was people who were Jewish who had the law. They did have to die to the law. Romans 7, you know, in Romans 7, Paul's talking, I speak to those who know the law. And he's talking to the Jewish people who are reading his epistle at that point. And you have become dead to the law so that you may be married to another and that you may bear fruit to God. As Jewish people, they had been, they had literally been under the law of Moses. And they had to obey and try to keep all, all of the 613 commandments. And we, as modern people, non-Jewish people, really have no clue what it's really like to have been under the law. And so... Even if we, like in Romans 2, where Paul says things like, um, even if a Gentile who would do something that's according to a work of the law, uh, it becomes the law unto themselves. We Even with that, we still have no clue what it was really like to be under the law. We can never really say that we were under the law. And so I can't say that I've died to the law because I was never under it. Uh, all I know is that Paul said in Ephesians that, Gentiles were once far off. They were aliens and strangers from Israel, from the covenants, from the promises and all that. And now you who were once far off, you've been brought near by the blood of Christ. I mean, that's how simple it was for Gentiles, non-Jewish people, to come to Christ. You were once far off, and now through the blood of Christ, you've been made near. It's just simple belief. You don't have to go through this law process. But anyway, uh, all that said... Whether a person agrees with me or lot or not, there are, I know that there are some grace-minded people who um, differ with us on that point. But just this idea in the church today, people say that as believers, we don't just discount the Old Testament. We don't just throw the law under the bus. We don't just get rid of it. Uh, you need the law because it's 
It's there for moral guidance. Uh, it's there to help us to live right. It's there to put us on straight paths, or however they would say it. And we have found, of course, that in Christ we've got something that is so much better and we understand from the various things that Paul wrote about the law that the law itself was never going to bring righteousness. The law was never going to bring life. There was never going to be life or righteousness in the law. In fact, going back to Romans 7, uh, you know, he said, it was when that law came that sin revived. It doesn't say that sin was curbed or that sin went away. Sin revived. And I died, Paul said. You know, I was once alive without it, but when the law came, sin revived and I died. Then he said that sin increased when the law came. He said, I didn't used to know coveting, but when the law came, suddenly I knew what coveting was, and then came coveting of every kind. So the law was not there to do away with sin, but it actually helped sin to increase. And so that doesn't change when you become a person who is in Christ. (laughs) The law still has that effect. And so we want to stay away from the law. The law is good, just, and holy, but it's so good, just, and holy that all it can do is, is condemn. That's all the law ever did. And so in Christ, we have something far better than that. And so uh, we need to get away from this idea of thinking that as believers, we need to try to keep the law or elements of it. Yeah, because, I mean, the the church message by and large, corporate church message, has been a a nasty combination of law and grace. Mm -hmm. And there are so many things in the Bible, so many verses, so many discussions that we can get into, and, and we do quite often as as people who are trying to figure things out. What about this? And what does this mean? And what does that mean? What about this theology? Um, but there's a, there's a simple statement that Paul made, uh, among many others, but there's one here that I, I mentioned to Joel before we came on today, and it's, it's this. It's in Romans chapter 6, and I'm, I'm going to bypass some of the context here for the moment just to make the, the point that Paul made a simple statement here. Uh, 6.14, Romans, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Sin will have, uh, another version, sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. So it's simple and yet profound. And yet it's almost like we forget that Paul said this. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. Because we start reading other verses and trying to figure them out and is he talking to us here? How, w- w- many times Paul was writing to people, and I think this chapter is an example of it. He's writing to people. We talked about this in the last series when, when Paul was talking to the Corinthians about something. Uh, they had asked him about a particular subject. And here it's obvious through some of Paul's writings here in Romans that he was being accused of encouraging people to go out and sin. Mm-hmm. And he addresses some of those things in these writings. Sin will not have dominion over you, for you are not under law. You are under grace. I mean, when you stop and think about it, the the old law of stone tablets, and when I say stone tablets, I'm not just referring to the top ten that God carved on stone on Mount Sinai, but the rest of the law also came along there, uh, and God instructed the people of Israel before they entered the Promised Land to include all of that to be written on stone as well. So the stone tablets wasn't just the 10, it's the 613. And what Joel was alluding to was it it resulted in the increase of sin. It bore fruit for death, Paul said in in Romans 7. It was the strength of sin 
No law within the law could give life, Paul told us and others in the book of Galatians. It was the ministry of death and condemnation, this stone tablet ministry. It no longer has any glory since the new covenant was established, since the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Being led by the Spirit occurs apart from the law. As you said, Joel, righteousness, justification, salvation, it all happens apart from that law, which is now obsolete and abolished. It came to an end. It was nullified. Yet, somehow, we we still want to get all this mixed in here, I guess, somehow. Even when we talk about the Ten Commandments, we ignore one of those completely, so why not just call them the Nine Commandments? Let's just come out and say it, call it the Nine Commandments, uh, referring to the Sabbath. And the Sabbath was the Sabbath. It's not what you think the Sabbath was by not going shopping on Sundays or something like that. Right. Um, the, the Sabbath was a complicated set of rules. I mean, we see the headline in the top ten, but there was a few dozen other rules, commandments, and statutes attached to that one that would be combined with the 613 altogether. Uh, even uh, honor thy father and mother. If you were to follow that, that sounds good, right? We should honor our father and mother. We're not saying not to honor your father and mother, but if you were to live by that law, then it included not only the instruction, but the consequences if you don't follow the law. So, for example, if you didn't honor your father and mother, you could be in danger of death. You could get the death sentence for not doing that one. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk about that in, in today's modern church. Somehow we just, we water it down. We, 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 we water it down. And, and the other thing, as we pointed out in years past, Joel, with these commandments and statutes from the old covenant law, Again, a a law and a covenant that has been put aside and replaced with something new and better, established upon better promises. But when we when we talk about this thing with with the law, God instructed on more than one occasion that nothing will be added to the law and nothing will be taken away from it. The law was the law; it was already written in stone, (laughs) and we can't change it. It couldn't be changed. That's what God was saying. And so it couldn't be altered. You couldn't just uh, ignore this section of law and uh, apply this section here to the Christian message. You couldn't do that. Even though we, we just, in our last series, we just pointed out that with the Gentiles, eventually, after a lot of arguing and debate, they were finally told, okay, we've decided you don't have to keep the law except for <laughs> these things from the law. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't do that. It doesn't work. The law, is, I've used this illustration before, the law is, was like an engine. And if you start removing parts from the engine, it's not going to function as it was supposed to function. And so we, we, we get confused. But coming back to Romans 6, you can't be under law and grace. I, I guess that's the point that I was trying to make here, Joel, is it, it's one or the other. And what does that mean? Because some people will interpret, well, you guys are saying, if you're saying we're not under the Ten Commandments, are you just are you just saying that you can go out and murder people? Um, and what would you say to that, Joel? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's I mean, is that the goal? Is the goal for us in Christ to live our lives so that we're not murdering people? Is that the goal? Well, the, you know, the that it's an interesting question that people come up with because if that's what they're thinking, then I want to go. I want to know what's going on in their mind. I mean, if you're asking me um, that if we're not under, if you're saying we don't have to keep the law or we're not under the law, are you just saying we should go out and murder? And I'm thinking, is that what you're thinking? If you don't have the law, that's what your mindset is. You're going to go out and murder people. <laughs> Do you need a law 
to tell you not to go and murder people? Do you need a law to tell you don't commit adultery? Do you need a law to tell you don't go and steal? Do you need a law for that? Uh, if you need a law for that, then, you know, maybe there's something that didn't happen to you when you believed in Christ. <laughs> maybe you, I don't know why you would need a law for that. And especially when we have what Paul calls the fruit of the Spirit. You know, Paul had said in Romans, as I mentioned, that the Jewish people had died to the law so that they could be married to another, to be married to Christ, to be joined to him, and to bear fruit to God. So it was by being dead to the law, not by continuing on with the law, but by being dead to it, that they were able to bear fruit, you know, bear good fruit. And in Galatians uh, 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are all really good things that are the fruit of the Spirit. He doesn't say the fruit it's the fruit of the law. And in fact, he says, against such there is no law. So without having to live by the law, these good things are produced in a person by the Holy Spirit. Again, it's, it's life without law, life apart from the law. One thing popped in my mind, I just got to add this, I don't know why, but you know, it was, you know, you were talking about those four rules that James and the elders came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was James himself in his epistle that says, if you keep the whole law and fall in just one point, you're guilty of all. <laughs> and, 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 and then in Acts 15, he's, he's basically telling them, okay, you can chuck the whole law aside, except you got to keep four of them. <laughs> So anyway, Mm. that's Mm -hmm. just a side point. But the, the whole point in all of this is that in Christ, we don't have any relationship whatsoever to the law. It's a relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit, with God, with the Trinity. Christ is in us. We are in him. The Holy Spirit indwells us and causes things by his work, causes fruit to happen in us that we we simply bear that fruit. And it's his work that's in us. And next week, we'll do a little bit more of contrasting this covenant of law and covenant of grace, recognizing the differences between law and grace. Next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.